2: I'm Joe Connolly with producer Neal Caruso, with one of the most important people in the reopening of New York, Kathy Wild, president and CEO of the Partnership for New York City Business Group. And Kathy is right up there with the mayor and the governor on all of this. She talks with them all the time. And also, Kathy does not sugarcoat negative developments when they happen. And that's why we have her back. So, Kathy, we're starting to hear that the return to offices has plateaued at around 38 percent or so it hasn't hit 50 it hasn't come back as quickly as was hoped do you think the return to offices has plateaued
0: i think that for the time being particularly with the subway shooting that was such a shock to new york city and and to commuters but everybody Uh, I I do think that we're going to see actually a slowdown in the return to office temporarily, and that what we've got to think about is how we rebuild and restore confidence so that we can have a very robust return in the fall of uh, 2022.
2: Was that primarily around safety, Kathy?
0: Yes, we recently surveyed thousands of New York City office workers and their response in terms of what their concerns are about the city. It really started with personal security, and public safety and the subways being safe uh, and safe, safe both uh, from gun violence but equally important or more so in the response to the survey. Uh, homeless, mentally ill people, just there's a general, uh, a general feeling of insecurity, of uncertainty. And that's, you know, what the responses said, 80% of the people said they're watching carefully over the next year, what happens. And I think the next few months is really important. The subway shooting was a huge setback. Uh, because we were starting to really gain confidence in the efforts that Mayor Adams and Governor Hochul and Commissioner, Police Commissioner Sewell have been making. They've got real definitive activity going on with higher visibility of, uh, of the police and uh, working in teams with social workers and medical personnel to deal with the subway issues. But this is a setback.
2: And I believe that same survey showed that people, 75% or so, say they want to be part of the rejuvenation of New York. They want to be. But as you said, they're watching what's happening.
0: New Yorkers are are very resilient and very special. The commitment to our city, I, I mean, living in our city is not easy, as you know, but for those who find it the uh, the best city in the world. They want to stay here, they want to help rebuild and I'm confident we're going to do that and I think we have good leadership in the mayor and the governor at this time and we ought to be confident but that's going to take some work to rebuild that confidence among the vast majority of New Yorkers. Personally, I am confident in the future of New York City and in the future of offices. I think that we have about 60% of the office workers are young people uh, who have uh, you know, have gotten used to working from home and don't appreciate the office culture and how much you learn and how you gain mentors and how you advance is also through personal interactions in the office, many of them informal. And I think they're gonna figure that out. So I think long-term we will have probably on the average day, fewer people in the office, but not that many fewer.
2: Interesting. That was just going to be my next question and you've answered it. So we will go now to Neil, who has some questions on another new spin that's come up fairly recently in the reopening of New York.
3: Neil? Thanks, Joe. So Kathy, Mayor Adams recently unveiled a new office building in East New York and as part of a larger plan to open office buildings and residential neighborhoods. Do you think that businesses will take advantage of this and open up in you know, boroughs outside Manhattan?
0: Well, certainly we believe that we're going to see a deconcentration of commercial and job activity outside Manhattan. We've already seen that during the pandemic. We've had a wonderful, strong response as people have worked from home. They've really partnered with their local restaurants and merchants and service providers to make sure that they survive. We wanna see that in every neighborhood of the city because we've got an infrastructure, we've got over 200,000 small businesses and they're looking for foot traffic. So of course, The mayor moving city offices from the most expensive real estate in the world in Manhattan to uh, the other boroughs. And that will create activity. It will create local neighborhood development. That's all positive.
3: What about from the worker standpoint, Kathy? Do you think that it will keep people in those neighborhoods? You know, will they stay in New York City if their commute is less than what it normally would be if they had to go into Manhattan.
0: Well, that is the the workers will not necessarily live any closer to their job and unfortunately we have a spoken a hub and spoke subway system right now and bus system, express bus system, both of which serve commuters going to and from Manhattan. Hmm. And so that's going to have to change. We're going to have to adjust. Uh, the governor has proposed a Brooklyn to Queens uh, express uh, rail operation, which makes a lot of sense because the people who are going to work both in the city buildings and the other activities that are going on, we're going to have to have a much more flexible and, and uh integrated transportation system. And that's something we ought to be thinking about right now. We shouldn't just continue with our current plans. You know, we've got stuff that's opening like the new stations for Long Island commuters under Grand Central called East Side Access. Um, that costs $12 billion and it's just unclear what the utilization is going to be. We've got to stop right now before we spend away and think about how are we going to how are these patterns going to change? if we have mini office clusters across the city, from the Bronx to Staten Island. I think that's a good thing for neighborhoods, but it's only going to make sense if we also have residential development and affordable housing opportunities for the people that are going to work in those diverse neighborhoods. So there's got to be thinking not just about commercial space, if we're going to reduce the commute and make it easier for people to increase the foot traffic and easier to patronize small businesses, we're going to have to build affordable housing as well.
2: Reports have shown that spending has gone up in uh, especially central business districts of other boroughs outside Manhattan, which is good for them. Uh, Is it too soon to say we'll be less of it will be a less Manhattan centric city, Kathy?
0: Well, I think in terms of culture, entertainment, uh, Manhattan will continue to to rule because it's um, there's so much built in cultural, entertainment, arts activity in Manhattan already. They really have a head start on everybody else on things other than offices that will bring people to the central city. So I think Manhattan is going to have a special role and I think it's going to see a lot more residential development. I do think that the economy is going to diversify across the five boroughs. And so I think we can have, hopefully we can have our cake and eat it.
3: Neil, one more? Yeah, you know, I wonder, Kathy, have you had any conversations with the governor about incentives for businesses to start up in New York City or stay in New York City? Because there's obviously concern that they can move out elsewhere with uh, remote work. Uh, Have you had any of those conversations?
0: Well, I think the first thing we did, we've talked uh, with the governor about New York's tax regime, because for the last two years, we've been the highest tax state in the country. So we had a big tax increase on high earners that has, two years ago, that has really created migration out of New York City. And that's important to start with. So the first incentive is do not continue to raise taxes and figure out how we can reduce taxes. We all got a huge increase in taxes when the federal government eliminated state and local tax deductibility in 2018. And so those of us who, um, who pay federal taxes, they went up because we're now paying taxes on our gross income without any deductions of local real estate taxes and other and other items. So that's already been, so that's a big one. And number two is, as, as the mayor has uh, made his key point, have them get out of the way of small business and business startups that require dozens of permits and inspections and You know, I I talk to small businesses all the time where it takes them three years from the time they find a space to the time they can open open their doors. We can't allow that to continue, particularly since small businesses have lost over 200,000 jobs. We still have a restaurant industry that's down 30% of its workers. We have a retail industry that's down 15% of its workers. So we've got a lot to make up with small business. And I think the mayor's point, let's get rid of red tape. Let's get rid of penalties. Let's make a more reasonable tax environment. And then let's bring people back to to their stores and neighborhoods.
2: And Kathy, you know, I noticed there's like a, pride in the towers, the office towers that represent Manhattan among people, we're starting to ask, are some of the towers going to have to come down and what will replace them? Any thoughts on that?
0: Well, I think yes, because many of the buildings that have very large floor plates that were built as trading floors for the financial industry that industry is changing. The those trading floor buildings really do not work for residential conversion. They just don't have enough exterior window space, um, and they've got these big central cores, and it's it's just very going to be very difficult to convert the new buildings, the new office buildings. I don't know if you've seen or been into any of them, but they're fantastic. I was in uh, Brookfield's Manhattan West two weeks ago, visiting uh, some of our members, Accenture, Ernst & Young, a number of companies that are in there. It is phenomenal. It's like, I mean, they've got a coffee shop there so that people feel just like they did when they were working from the coffee shop in their neighborhood with the barista and the whole thing. It's, um, they have really invested in these new office buildings to make them places where people, prefer to work. Accenture told me that some of their clients ask to use their office space when they have workers coming into Manhattan uh, because it's so great. And so I think there are a lot of things going on. There are many new buildings. One Vanderbilt that S.L. Crean developed is another one right next to Grand Central. It's spectacular. And people will want to be there. And so the new buildings they're renting at top rents, they got no problem. And I think it's also important to note that while our residential market in the first couple months of the pandemic, it fell and everybody was getting a great discount on rent and discount on sales price of co-ops. Today, our residential market is stronger than ever, both in Manhattan and in, in many of, in most of the boroughs. So the residential market, the desire to live in New York City, is stronger than ever if we can take care of these issues of crime taxation cost of living make sure we've got enough housing options and affordable housing for people we'll be fine
2: kathy thank you uh for your usual dose of optimism tempered by reality as well thanks kathy
0: thank you both